Hi guys, my name is Dr. Charnell Wolverton and I'm very, very excited to have my co-host Craig Walker here with me today. How are you doing, Craig? Uh-oh, is he frozen? Oh, no, he's frozen. This whole time we've been fine and all of a sudden he gets frozen. Yes. I've come back. I don't know what happened there. Oh, I was like, what? How are you doing, Craig? I'm good, thanks. At least I was. But yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been a long-awaited, very, very like exciting um, interview for us to have you, Leoni. Am I saying it right? Lalani? Yes, yeah. Lalani. Yeah. She has had quite a history and she's making some big splashes doing some things that she's doing right now. And I'm just really, really excited that she gave us any time to be here and just share her story, inspire some people. She's doing this on a daily everywhere, but for her to do it with us today is just like my heart is just bursting. I'm so happy. So Aww, um, thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So it's taken a little bit to get all of this worked out in the schedule, um, but we are here. And um, before we get started, I just want to remind you guys, we have a membership. You're very welcome to join us in the membership that helps keep our channel going on. Any kind of one-time help support as well. And if you can't do any of that, you know how you can help us? You can share this. You can like it. You could comment. That helps the algorithm so the truth can get out so people can be helped and encouraged and hopefully um, get some direction in the middle of all this weird stuff going on. Um, but um, definitely just wanted to remind you about that. And um, Craig, do you have anything that you want to share before we get going? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so obviously I'm British as well as is uh, Leilani. And uh, so <clears throat> when I was a teenager, I used to have a paper round and uh, Leilani used to be a page three girl. And to those Americans that don't know what that is, it's when they used to um, pose topless women uh, on page three. But I'm going to leave that and we're going to move on quite swiftly because. <laughs> I told yeah. him if you bring this up, you have to be professional about it. Like, don't try to. Don't blame Look, he's it's already written it. It's a big part of my life. It was a big, yeah. <laughs> amazing part of my life. It's totally fine. I'm happy to talk about anything. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Like I said, I just had to say that because I've got friends who will just find that hilarious. Anyway, uh, yeah, so something that happened uh, with all the events that happened in 2020 that we have to talk in code about because of censorship, mm -hmm. um, there was some unusual heroes stepped up and, and Leilani you were one of them that you used your voice and your channel and your output to start speaking out against narratives certain narratives yeah. and you know I just think about people like Matt Letizia, um, you know who's a who's to those that don't know is a was a professional footballer uh, and many many people started to see through the narratives that they were really forcing on us and used their platform and really took a hit for it uh, you know professionally they lost jobs um because they didn't go along with with the agendas um and obviously first and foremost thank you for using your platform in such a way it's 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 brilliant because there is an uprising happening um and it's a peaceful uprising which is brilliant it's not it's not anarchy although they want to make it anarchy and um, there is something happening at the moment and uh, which is like it's almost like a cultural revolution almost yeah where people are realizing the powers that were as i like to call them <clears throat> Are losing control of our minds yeah. and you're doing your part in that and um i'd love to know have you always had that inclination have you you know your worldview that you have now have you always had that you know i have um i read david ike's books when i was 
20, I think. So, you know, 25 years ago. And it really changed the pathway to my life, I think. Um, And although I didn't vocalize it a lot, people that knew me kind of was like, oh God, she's, you know, she's really out there. She's, so it wasn't something I spoke about, you know, publicly or anything for a lot of those years um and then when i moved to los angeles i think i was 25 26 at the time um there's there's two kind of parts of los angeles and there's a very superficial part but there's also a part where people are into alternative things alternative healing good food organic food um chiropractic um all kinds of kind of natural healing and and that so um with that, I think I've always had I've always had that in my mind. And, you know, when this stuff started to come out in 2020, um, the people I was already following, like um, Dr. Rashid Bittar, you know, chiropractors, alternative healers, when they started talking about the power of, you know, certain vitamins or sunlight or fresh air or all the things that we were asked to have taken away from us when we were locked in our homes. You know, um, I was like, I cannot stay silent on this. Mm -hmm. I have to share what they're sharing. I have to encourage the people that I know or who follow me to um, read about them and, you know, alternative things to what we're seeing in the media. I'm also really big on the power of mind. Um, You know, my fiance's had cancer. And when he had cancer, people didn't call him up saying, hey, you know, everyone that gets cancer is going to die. I know this person who died of cancer. I know this person. who." It's all very positive. You have your friends and you have your family around you um, and they encourage you and encourage, you know, healing and say, you're going to get through this. You're going to get better. And, And they give you everything to arm you with how you can eat differently, what you can change, lifestyle change to get through through that. And that was the complete opposite of what they did with, you know, this 2020 thing that happened, the total opposite. So for me, I think um, it was really important to speak about it because I also wanted to get people together speaking about it. And whether they were arguing with me in in the comments below my posts, um, (laughs) at least there was a discussion going on. And I could see the kind of change, obviously, before I got thrown off Instagram. (laughs) I could see the change and and, uh, I could see that people were building their own little communities and friendship groups, you know, underneath my Facebook posts or my Instagram posts. Um, And I wasn't on Twitter at that point early on. Yes, and so for people who don't know about you or aren't British, uh, I mean, you've been, you've done TV, you uh, give a little bit of background just so people have like an understanding where you come from. So I had a very normal upbringing. Um, I was quite outdoorsy. I had ponies. I guess it wasn't normal. It was very, it was kind of, maybe it was a privileged background. but, um, you know, my mom's from the Philippines, my dad's English, they're still together. Um, I went to a Catholic school um, and then I was going to go to uni and study economics. I thought I wanted to work in banking. God, I'm so glad I didn't. So glad I didn't. And um, I got spotted when I was 18 for the Miss Great Britain competition. So I took part in that and um, I left uni to take part in the Miss Universe competition in 98. So I thought I was just gonna have a year out and go back. Um, And I decided not to, I started modeling. And I suppose um, 
and then I, I started then I started page three, which is <laughs> being read Craig says he's seen me in the newspapers. And I suppose it was kind of like the English version of a playmate, but you don't show your bottom half. You know, so it was just you talk. So there was that. And from that it led on to um reality shows and um then I decided I wanted to move to America. So I moved to America when I was um, 26 and lived in Los Angeles. And I did a couple more reality shows here. Mm -hmm. And I moved back to England and I moved back to LA. And then I ended up back in England where I did The Real Housewives of Cheshire, right, which yeah. um, was, I suppose, you know, it was the English version of The Housewives of Beverly Hills or New York or whatever you might see. Um, and, um, that also kind of showed me as well. Yeah, I didn't, I only did a season because I hated it. I hated the materialism of it. I hated that, you know, I went on there very naively. You know, I've got a fiance who's in the music business. He's 30 years sober. I thought I was going to show a different life of people that have, you know, a celebrity um, partner. And, you know, first thing, first day I get there in a lunch, they're like, right, come on, champagne lunch. And I'm like, this isn't what I do. I have a very healthy lifestyle and I can't, you know, be pretending that this is what I do when I go and have lunch because, um, you know, I've got a, a fiance who's completely sober for 30 years in the program. So um, it became quite stressful doing the show. And, and, you know, I was, I think the production thought they could lead me down a certain path and I'm very strong minded and they couldn't. But what it showed me is that they love to split the audience and they love to take, you know, they love people arguing, the audience arguing once the show's finished. They love people, the viewers to um, argue amongst themselves about the different characters and they want to show the worst parts of what's going on, which I think is what our news does. And to me, I was watching the breakfast shows in 2020, you know, Jeremy Kyle, is it Jeremy, or very, Jeremy Vine? Jeremy Vine, Jeremy Vine yeah, yeah. I was watching their shows, and I was watching the way they used this, uh, what was going on almost as entertainment to get people arguing amongst themselves, to get people angry at each other, to get people fighting. Um, to get people pointing fingers if people didn't want to lock down, you know, all of this. And and so I think that even though The Housewives wasn't something that I loved, it showed me a lot, you know, for the journey I was going to take later on. Interesting. Wow. So so you saw basically through the, the, the even in the, the sort of, not just the, the news, there is a, a divide and conquer like agenda there, even in, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah yeah they want it it's called it's literally called let's you know this is great this is really going to split the audience you know that's right. what they want because it be, right. and, and to them and it could be anything it could be um you know someone saying i had a wrinkly face because i don't have a face full of botox and then the audience going and arguing about that together or it could be because maybe i said something i was rude about someone's um you know, fake boobs or something like that. It, but it was all superficial, stupid stuff, but I can see it play out in the real world on, on news, you know? So, um, and I thought to myself as well, if I'm gonna be arguing about things, I want them to be arguing, to be arguing about things that actually really, really matter to me. It had to be so difficult too, to just be kind of in the middle of, you know, I mean, I've seen that like on The View, 
too. I don't know if you've ever seen the American view where they always have like four people who believe exactly the same. And then one person who doesn't, and there's just that kind of, I, it's so like, I feel it in my body. Like I literally feel it in my heart and like, like even turning on a lot of those shows, like I, I, I can't even participate just by viewing or just like the vibration of it. It makes yeah. me feel um, unrested or like chaotic. And I think that's amazing. I didn't know they were so on purpose about it though. Like yeah. you're kind of uncovering a lot about, Oh, this will split the audience. Like that's kind of surprising to me, but maybe it shouldn't be. But you know, and they do that on talk shows. I mean, you take Piers Morgan's show, for example, they'll have, people of extremes so they can really fight against each other about what they believe in and you know i guess most general people will be somewhere in the middle you know most people aren't as extreme as the guests that they have on but they have these guests on purposely so that afterwards everyone's all angry and talking about it and like you said you start to feel that you start to feel those like you get angry watching the tv yourself and that isn't a good place to be if you want to do something constructive and you know help help bring about change you don't want to be feeling like really angry all the time you want to think right what can i do that's constructive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well the whole thing is like for us to ascend and get to like 5d and, and really be in that whole state of consciousness um there can't be that division so to keep the division keeps us in the 3d realm of you know, black and white and gender and, you know, roles. And I mean, there's so many different things to fight about that they can, you know, politics, religion, you know, um, and they do, I really believe they use entertainment, music, um, TV, Hollywood as a weapon, like to just steer people into this narrative or that narrative, like Craig was talking about earlier. And we know they've been doing this for a long, long time. And we know who works, you know, really with all of those, um, the three letter people who work with all of those people to kind of keep us coming into whatever narrative they choose for us to, to watch or to experience or participate in, you know? And I mean, have you run into um, people, I guess in LA or whatever that, that are that are in it and know it or in it and don't know it or like what what do you see i think it's everywhere now i don't think it's just um in los angeles but i think there'll be a lot of people that do realize like you said there's cultural things like entertainment movies tv shows music and sometimes people forget about those and just go oh you know that that's not important and i think a lot of um um you know, people are focusing a lot on politics that they don't look at like the social and cultural side and the massive influence that those cultural things happen, like music and the vibration of the music and, you know, the words being said and what that does to people's minds, you know? You know, you can you can watch a movie and it can make you cry, it can make you angry, it can, it has all those things and it can play on your emotions. And that's what's happening every time we turn on the TV, um, you know, uh, um, the movies, the radio, um, anything, Spotify, whatever we're listening to and taking in, we can, it's changing the way we think and it's changing, you know, our emotions and our mindset. So I think more people are understanding that, but I do think it's, 
um, it's really important that people understand like this, it's a cultural war as well, spiritual war, a cultural mm -hmm. war, um, and how they can really change and influence us through like these entertainment forms. Right. So, it, it, so did you want to say something, Shana? I was just going to say entertainment, entrainment, television, yeah. you know, um, whose vision is it? I've been, you know, talking about this for decades, but go ahead, Craig. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, uh, just to add to all this, it it made me smile, you know, and I was I was looking at, you know, at your profile and things, um, how it listed you as a conservative commentator. Like, <laughs> sorry, like you're not. I mean, they they try and put you either left wing or right wing. They try yeah. and label you as something, and it's like from what the stuff I see that you put out, you're extremely just 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 common sense, you know. Um, right. Yeah. So, so this is a funny thing. I suppose when I lived in LA, people would have said, "Oh, she's a real lefty." You know, she's mm. into animal rights, human rights. She wants, you know, good for all people. People to be able to have good medical care or whatever. So people would have said, "Oh, she's a real lefty," right? And then all of a sudden, because I was against um, lockdowns or mandates or things like that, suddenly they're like, "Right, she is a far right." You know, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like, yeah. Suddenly I'm far right. Yeah. And then, you know, there'll be things that I agree with. You know, I was um I was happy that we got out of lockdowns and things early. That doesn't make me um a you know a Tory or something, you know, because mm. I'm happy that we, we got out of lockdowns early or we didn't go as hard as other countries. Um, especially like, you know, the, the so more socialist countries like Canada and New Zealand, we weren't as far. So, but that doesn't make me like this super right wing. And I've never, I really don't know that much about politics because I've hated all politicians. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't align with either side. I'm somewhere, you know, I'm somewhere in the middle and I want the best for people. And, you know, I'll hate on the conservatives and I'll hate on Labour. And then sometimes I'll like a couple of policies here or I like a couple of policies there. But, you know, you can't just, I, but when, I, I guess I was a social commentator, as I said, co commenting on like cultural things. And then suddenly like, they're like, right, you're a conservative this, or because I was on GB news before they decided to censure and, and like fire all the good people, you know, suddenly I was like this conservative and it's like, mm, no, that's not, not, <laughs> no. I think that's the battle for, you know, you just mentioned that, like people like Lawrence Fox, um, you know, he's not right wing, you know, no. but when you actually listen to him, he's just, he speaks common sense and he does it. I really respect him because he does it in such a way that's like, it's inflammatory. He's doing it on purpose. He's causing yeah. a reaction because he's, he's being shocking um, because he's, he's, he's addressing the insanity of what's being yeah. forced on us um, mm -hmm. and i have so much respect for him and he's really he's taken a big hit as well um well, and massive, massive hit. and yeah. he didn't want to be in politics you know no, he just no. wanted to continue acting but because he said a few common sense things you know the way that a lot of people think suddenly he was cancelled by this like really crazy minority of people um 
and just you know totally cancelled and lost work and 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 I think that's been a really huge thing for people who want to say something but feel that they can't because obviously you know they have to support their families and keep a roof over their heads yeah. so yeah that's right and I have so much admiration for him because I know he's, he's taken a hit like say he was on GB News and, yeah. and they, they cancelled him and um what's the father the the Pre, oh, Calvin as well, yeah, yeah, just brilliant commentators, you know, yeah. total common sense. And they brought a lot of viewers to GB News and yeah. then they got rid of them because clearly some agendas crept in there. So, and Mark you know. Stein as well, massive Mark yeah. Stein. I used to go on his show, um, every week when he was on there, and there were like orchestra. This is a thing as well, the complaints are orchestrated. So, Mark Stein had complaints. But the reason he had complaints was also from GB News viewers. It was from people on Twitter who'd say, right, let's cause a pylon. Let's, this is Mark's show. Uh, this, is the, the ti this is the title of the show. This is the time it was on. Say this about the show. And here's the link. So you basically have everyone, everything there oh. for people to just click on a link, make a complaint. And it wasn't something that would ever have happened organically by the viewers. And then I guess GB News didn't stand by him when Ofcom, you know, came after him. But again, it was all very orchestrated by other people. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that happened organically. Um, and he was a brilliant guy. He was able to make people laugh at the most serious things. And that's, that's really important, I think, as well, because they want us um really upset they want us in fear like if we're not in fear of the narrative they want us in fear of talking about it or standing up against it and mark was just like like katie hopkins is really funny yeah like, yeah these people can make you laugh about the most awful things and sometimes be, being able to laugh and still remain happy is yeah. is totally not what they want and it, it empowers you as well and and you know sadly they got rid of Mark too. Yeah. So I would, um, I mean, laughter is like what you're saying is a superpower. Yeah. Laughter is really important. I mean, I love Ricky Gervais and, yeah. um, you know, yeah. so I, I had a, a big Ricky Gervais fan. <laughs> I a, me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so for me, I, um, I, I do. Can I just say we're quite woo on here? We can get quite woo, so feel free. To, I mean, you've already said that you've read David Icke's book, so I assume you're pretty out there as well. So feel free to just say whatever you want to say. Um, but I was on um, like over the lockdowns and stuff in meditation. I was having having an issue with with everything that was going on. I was angry all the time. Yes. This is so angry at what they're doing. I could see through the narrative, see that it was all a hoax, etc. Um, and uh, I just had it drop in me. I was I was in meditation one day, and it said laughter and joy will save the world yeah um and i'm like you know what that stuck with me it's like you know what we, we have a choice to make we can either be angry and be in that low vibration or we can choose to laugh about it and i think when we laugh about it we're actually alchemizing a horrible situation yeah. into joy um yeah. and uh, that, that was a big lesson for me and uh, i just think that that really helped people that when we're feeling like oh, you know because it is oppressive and they're still trying yeah. although it's breaking they're still trying laugh about it it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah you know katie hopkins was so great at that i remember going to one of her um stand-up shows and for someone who'd never done stand-up i just couldn't believe how actually how amazing she was mm -hmm. i think it was the first time since the beginning of the lockdowns that i 
laughed so hard from my belly, like crying with laughter because she was just making fun of all the stupidity. And I'm like, you know what? This is actually so empowering that we can laugh about it and that we're not, you know, becoming shells of ourselves, like these bitter, miserable, unhappy people that they want us to be after taking away everything, that we can still have that um that power to laugh and feel joy. And and that's what they, you know, they're taking they they're trying, they're trying to take it from us. But mm-hmm. you can laugh or you have people around you that can, you know, still fill you with that joy. I think it's so, so, so important. Right. Um, I'm curious, you know, like going back to the question I was asking about how many people know, but don't say anything, how many people don't know, and they're just really oblivious to it or just think the best of people, I guess, or maybe they're campaigning on the other side, like, like Taylor Swift right now. Okay. Let's talk about, so in, in America, you know, the Kelsey Taylor thing, um, post Malone, um, uh, Justin Bieber, some of these people that you maybe started out like clean and clear and, you know, just pure. And, and like you mentioned, maybe stuck in it now and can't say stuff. You know, I think some of these guys, girls, whatever, I don't know about Taylor, but I think the other two I mentioned are like completely miserable and just, like stuck in this thing that they feel like they got to do or whatever. I think they love the music, but I don't think they like the other stuff. Like, do you see that in the acting realms? Do you see it in the music industry? Cause you, you have a, a pretty good view of two, two big yeah. areas here with your husband, your husband or your fiance um, situation too. Are you seeing any of that? I Are think people- there's, I think there's a lot of people that, um, either saw this from the start, but can't speak about it for fear of cancellation. Definitely, I think um, I think within sports, within music, within entertainment, there were a lot of people, um, you know, I would get a lot of private messages from celebrities saying, look, I can't speak about it, but I'm with you. And I want to be able to help in any way. So I'm happy to connect you to people. So I can tell you there were definitely people that knew from the beginning. Um, And here's the thing is like, I don't expect everyone to be able to speak out. I think I'm in a really, um, I'm in a position where, you know, I don't have a boss. I don't work for anyone else. I'm financially independent, um, you know, I don't have to worry about the government coming for me. I don't have to worry about where my income's going to come from. If Because my agent did say to me, my agent did say to me, look, Leilani, if you speak out, she said, I 100% support you. Wow. I'm your, your friend. And I, you know, I always support everything you do. Um, but <clears throat> I might not be able to get work for you because you know how the TV industry is. And I was like, but she said, but I support you and I understand what you're doing, what you're doing. And and I and I had to, you know, I had I thought, well, I don't have children. I've just I, you know, I've got my pets. My fiance would always take care of me if something happened. And, you know, I I I didn't have to worry financially. So I don't want to say to people, you know, <clears throat> with children or people with huge bills that you had to speak out, but knowing what they know. Um, I would hope that they would speak to their friends in private 
because that's really important. You know, my, my, my Instagram was taken down as well. So if people are making money from their Instagram, like it, I don't want people to lose everything because, but they, but, but they need to speak to their friends. They need to gather people together. And these people were connecting everybody else. Um, they were saying no in their own ways. They weren't complying, but they weren't necessarily telling everyone, hey, I'm not complying. And if you think about in Nazi Germany, the Germans that hid the Jews, they couldn't say to everyone, hey, I'm so mm -hmm. against you. I'm hiding Jews in my attic. You mm -hmm. know, they had to do it on the down low. And I think that that is what happened. You know, then there's obviously people that bought into it. There's people that took money. There's people probably that had fake papers done, but still took money because they were such greedy assholes. They were going to take the money and then still promote it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know what? I don't want to say, <laughs> but you know, they, um, so there'll be people like that as well. So I've seen, I, there's definitely both sides. And then there were people that were just like, I don't care. I'm just going to live my own life and be selfish. And I'm not even going to speak about it, even though I know to people that I know. Um, so there was a whole across, you know, across entertainment, there was a whole load of different things. And I think a lot of the people that have been very, very silent are probably people that didn't comply, but they can't be out there shouting, I didn't comply. Um, or I found loopholes because now they're in a position where they've probably done something, you know, they could get in trouble for now. And so they still can't speak out. Um, but they, but they did not comply, and um, you know, I think, I think that's the main thing. So I'm not, about, you know, I'm trying to speak in code. I hope everyone yeah. kind of gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I understand completely yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so for me, sorry, 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 sorry what are you going to say? Sorry. No, no, no. I just, it's very, very interesting, and I always, Craig, and I always wonder, like, what, how is it that some people can see and some people just don't? And that is the thing, there are people, you know, you see it now, there are people that don't see, I've lost friends, I absolutely lost friends yeah. over the last yeah. three years, I think a lot of us have lost friends, but at the same time, we've made so many, you know, more yeah, friends, other friends, yeah, yeah, and people from such different walks of life that we would never probably have, have come together through like, like that, so I do see a different, an, another side that, I mean, it was a horrific, it was a horrific time for everyone, but I do see that the friendships I've made are much stronger and better friendships than the friendships I that I lost. And also if people had a different mindset to me, I have, I can see the people that were like accepting of what, how I felt about things versus, you know, um, falling out with me. And then I've seen the people that did kind of argue with me, but the people that have been able to apologize and say, you know what, now I see it. Yeah. And I'm sorry for what I said to you. And now I know people that have been hurt. Um, and I really feel stupid for what I said. And, and I've, I've had a few of those, but then I also have sort of people that have just stayed, you know, I say, I mean, daily in the news we're seeing now, um, even Nigel Farage is is speaking out about it now, about the, the yeah. thing that goes with the arm that we don't talk about. Um, you know, it, it's it's the, the whole narrative is breaking. And um, yeah. it's like the, the other side who are pro the thing um, are getting angry and angrier because their illusions are yeah. starting to be exposed. Um, 
And I just think it's interesting that, that you know, we are in a positive, we're moving in a positive direction, even though it's difficult at times, even though the the, the crazy still exists. Um, like you just said, it's like a whole new world has been opened up to us. And yeah. uh, I mean, Sean, we started this over the uh, over the lockdowns, didn't we? This, this is when Sean and I connected, you know, yeah. I was vocal about my views and stuff and i've got so many pr social media profiles from ones that got cancelled and things like that. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh that that's how we connected um and um you know again we're, we're fairly woo we go out there with a lot of things with regards to um you know disclosure and extraterrestrials and things like that you know we, we, we've been there but i mean you must have must have a capacity for this sort of thing if you're into david ike and we actually had david ike and christian on uh, in november Oh, I love Christiane and David, yeah. Um, yeah, no, listen, I'm open to all of that. Like, you know, I've, between me and my friends, we, we speak about this stuff all the time. You know, yeah. I, that's what, that it's not just been, you know, the last three years I've been called a conspiracy theorist, but it's, you know, <laughs> going back to like, you know, night the 9-11 story, um, um, JFK's uncle, what's, uh, gosh, saying my brain, I've fallen off my horse too many times. I've forgotten <laughs> the Kennedy that got shot. You know, all of these things. I, I've never been one that's believed like the official narratives of things. I have to always do my research. And I've been like that since I was at school. You know, if a teacher would say something to me, I'd be the person, the annoying student that was like, yeah, but why, why? And everyone's like, don't ask that. We just want to get out of class and go home and finish this lesson and go out to play or have lunch. And I'm there saying like, but no, like you're telling me this, explain it to me because I need that to be able to understand. So I've questioned everything. You know, I've always thought that there were other beings here um, on this planet, other entities, whatever you, you know, and yeah, I'm, I'm open to all of that. I, I feel like, you know, like David Icke says, we can only see such a short um, amount of you know light waves. We don't see, you know, we don't even see what the BC, you know, BC and ultraviolet. We don't see that, so we don't even see what a bee sees. So never mind what other animals or other things see. We we just see like and hear and see such a small amount that there's there's so much other stuff going on out there that that we just can't possibly see. And in your sort of circle of friends or, you know, your social group, whatever, even before the events of 2020, um, is there a, a sense of spirituality amongst a lot of these people? Or, you know, how, how common is it to have this sort of perspective? Um, I'll say with mo when I was modelling, absolutely not at all. But as I've got older um, and uh, getting away from that, I think, you know, like attracted like a little bit more. And I think the more you talk about these things, you're going to have your friends that are like, oh, here she goes again. And you know, like, let, let's not talk about it with them. But then you have your open-minded friends and it's like, okay, great. And you can have like these deep, amazing conversations and you can just, you know, talk about it. So I wouldn't say it's common, but I'd say now the people that are around me, because I'm very much more open and I'll say what I think about anything, um, I think I've somehow attracted more like-minded people. So I, I think that's one of the things about being honest about who you are um, and being comfortable in yourself is that 
when you do speak about things that are important to you or um, what, you know, thing, questions you might have in your mind or how you wonder about things, you do end up kind of attracting similar um, similar people just, just out of, I don't know what you want to call it, like just out of synchronicities, whatever it is, you do um, attract more like-minded people and, and uh, as you kind of become more open. So, I totally agree. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then when we, uh, my mentor, Robert Stevens, he would always say that if we run into people who maybe aren't um, as like-minded, that either they they go or maybe we somehow attracted that too. Because if, if we have any doubt or fear or if we are like not integrated in some way, that that vibration also kind of leaks out. Not kind of, it does. It leaks out. And then we use those people, they will only submit to our lowest common denominator. So if we have fear or doubt about ourselves or what we're doing, that leaks out. And then whoever isn't conscious picks that up, comes yeah. and says whatever and challenges, we challenge ourselves, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, and then we have to kind of figure out like, okay, what did I do to create that? And like, what, what do I believe and what's leaking and you know, and figure out how to radiate like light and love and all those things instead of being a sponge taking on what anyone says or, you know, that isn't maybe our highest. Um, it, it's quite a fun, you know, it is an interesting time to be in this this realm thrown into all the things. But I, I have to like look back and go, okay, I picked this. I was born for this. Like I literally woke up a couple days ago because I've what had some... Thinking? what's that what were we thinking <laughs> yeah i know like what, what 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 was i doing that day but um i literally woke up two nights two days ago and i all i heard i i, I get this in the morning kind of like in between dream stuff and i get that a lot and what i heard was you're you were born for this and it, it sounds so like joan of arky like you know esther kind of shit in the bible but at the same time i was like so it like i felt it in all of my cells like i literally it woke me to i literally woke woke me to and it gave me such peace and courage and just like okay whatever is gonna happen it's just it is and i'm i must be ready and willing and um somehow born to do this and to be here at this time with all of you and you know, we're all doing this together. And I love that you're talking about finding new people because uh, we are finding each other and we're, and we're staying and we're still finding each other. And, you know, you're just, you're just such a pure heart, you know, when I've seen your stuff and uh, I'm going to get emotional, but um, you know, just the gardening and the animals and, you know, you know, I mentioned this to you in your, in your message, I was like, dude, you are so big you know you're so radiant you're just so full and Aww. so pure and i just like it's felt and i i feel that from you I, I really do even with the slightest thing that you do on social media like you are changing lives and you are inspiring people and you're bringing light um and bringing people higher to to a new level and i mean i just want to thank you so much like i'm getting serious, but I'm, <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because I feel like I share my animals and the horses a lot because I think they really help me. Like 
through the lockdowns, like my biggest nightmares were, what if something happens to my dogs? And, um, you know, I, I, I actually woke up crying in nightmares, like what if something happens to my dog and the vet wouldn't let me be with them when if something happened? Because my dogs are old, they're all, you know, one of them's gonna turn 16 in a two weeks, the other one turns in <laughs> at Christmas. Um, and then my horses, like, I just, they're such peaceful, beautiful beings. And so I try and share them. And then with the gardening, I'm trying it myself um, and I'm learning. So I'm showing all these exciting things. I learned like, you know, a neighbor of mine is a farmer and he gave me these things called palette collars. Right? I saw that, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I my heart with I'm like, we have to do this. You're so encouraging, but keep yes. going. Yeah. Like, I, I can't even tell you. This is a plank of wood that they stand on for people that haven't seen it and they go around pallets, you know, like free pallets that people transport things on. And you can buy these secondhand online for eight, eight dollars or eight pounds, six to eight pounds basically. And I was so excited for them because you can fit them in like a little planter. So if you you know, and I used to look online and I'm thinking, oh my God, raised beds, they're like 50 bucks, 100 bucks. I'm like, hold on a minute. I can use these pallet collar things for eight bucks and make myself a raised bed. Like everyone should do it and try and grow some tomatoes or mm -hmm. some courgettes or something. And, and that's, so what I'm trying to do is just try and encourage people to do, you know, like a little thing or get outdoors or get in, in in nature and then i've been like it's so crazy i didn't even like gardening that much and then i moved to this house with this beautiful garden and i just suddenly became obsessed with it and then i learned how to like propagate plants there's this um there was this girl on instagram says so sometimes these things can be used for such good instead of using them for like yeah you know, negative stuff i was watching this lady called the um She's called the Garden Fairy, Anya the Garden Fairy. And she shows you how to create plants from other plants for free, like taking cuttings or getting them to root. And I'm like, this is so amazing. Like, look, I'm creating a plant here from, like, <laughs> I get so excited about it. It's like the most nuts thing. Like, 25 years ago, I would never think I would be sitting here on a podcast saying how excited I am about growing, like, plants from other plants for free because you go down the garden center and things are so expensive you're like how can a normal person afford that like you know but you can grow all these things for free it's like yeah, it's yeah. so amazing and so i get so excited about it and i just want to share that with other people so instead of just being it all being like doom and gloom and negativity i try yeah. and share some of you know the positive things that I'm learning and like the easy things that I'm learning as I, as I, as I try and like, you know, do something good. Yeah. Well, and empowering people to take back their life and grow their own food yeah. and, and to connect with nature. And, you know, these are huge things. These are not little things. These are huge things. And, yeah. and you're, I mean, I know for me, I, I don't garden. My husband does. But when, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, I kind of want to do that. You know? <laughs> I, I think I can. You like make me think I could. Like you, you just have such a way with you and in your purity and your love that just like, it's so inviting and it's just um, really encouraging and inspiring. Um, I know Greg, what you were about to say something I don't go ahead. No, no, I was just listening to be honest. Um, I was just, I've just been thinking, um, whilst you were talking. So, you know, 
I think the world now has identified much of the problem. And, and I genuinely, this is my opinion, and people can disagree, that's fine. I genuinely think the last four years has been the, the higher powers, whatever you want to call them, the benevolent ones showing us, like, pushing the agendas right out into mm. the open so that the whole world can see this is bad. What they were planning to do is really bad. I'd love to know what your from your perspective, where do you think we're going to go from here? Like, what do you think is going to happen from here on in? Well, I think there are two routes. You know, we can, like I said, we can be in fear of the narrative that they push, or we can be in fear of standing up against it. And that takes us one way. Or we just, you know, try our best, have our communities. Um, you know, as they try and take down, you know, social media and people's platforms and opportunities, it's never been more important to be able to see people like in the flesh as well. And, mm. you know, because so, you know, this things like this are great because while we can do it, it's really great that we can chat and then there'll be people in the comments and then those people in the comments can find people that are local to them. And, you know, it creates community. And that's going to be, I think, if we're going to win this, because um, I really feel it is like a, you know, it's a spiritual war that's going on. Um, if we're going to win this, it's going to take people like coming together and community and um, meeting in person. And, you know, like, for example, next week I'm going on Mark Stein's cruise and it's a collection of people that are all, you know, feel the same way and are really passionate about change and how do we change this? And, um, getting together and feeling like that energy. If you ever went to any of the lockdown protests, like the energy, like whether or not it changed anything, I don't know, but I would go there and just to be around people physically yep. that felt the same way as me, just, I used to come back with like this buzz, like, oh my God, I'm not the only person that feels this way. <laughs> like, and I'm not just seeing these people's faces like online, I'm seeing them there, like in person and I can feel them, hug them and they're all there and we all think the same. And I think that this is why, um, you know, it's 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 so important to, you know, to meet in, in person as well um, and, and um, yeah, so I think there's, I mean, there's two ways it can go. And I think, you know, we're fighting this and every day people wake up more and more. Um, it was funny, Lawrence, you mentioned Lawrence Fox. I was just at his girlfriend's 40th birthday party and she has the most beautiful spirit. She is like such a warrior. Um, you know, she's not a celebrity, but she is a fighter for her children. Um, and she has been but just for being Lawrence Fox's girlfriend and supporting him, she she's been dragged through the papers. Um, but I was, um, and then at that party, there was other like-minded people. There were people from her work and her little small hometown, but there were also amazing people like Neil Oliver and his wife. Yes. Um, Neil Oliver is like a historian and he's really spoken about everything. He's like he's such brilliant. a great human. And his wife was telling to me, me that, he was never a rebel. He was just kind of a quiet guy. He was a historian, an archaeologist. He goes around and, you know, talks about history. But this, he, it meant something to him. And, you know, he's become somebody that people really look at and listen to. And it was funny because my fiance didn't necessarily listen to me, 
but I knew he loved Neil Oliver because he's a real history buff. So I would send him Neil Oliver's um, monologues and then I would listen when he was on the phone to his friends and he'd be repeating Neil Oliver <laughs> word for word. Not what really? I said to him, but he'd be oh, repeating no. Neil Oliver word for word. And I told Neil and I told his wife this and I'm like, like you really like helped our relationship because he's <laughs> what you were saying and it made me so happy. And sometimes you need, you know, you need different messengers and you need different people who explain things in different ways. And maybe my way is not right, but someone else's way is right. And and I don't know, I just feel like there's so many of us now that I, and maybe I was always the little rebel, you know, I'd listen to David's book. I never wanted to be part of the system. I never wanted to have a boss. I always wanted to work for myself and, you know, never get pulled into like the debt cycle. So I would be one of those right. people like, you know, when all my friends were buying like high fashion, expensive handbags and shoes or a nice car, I'd be like saving, saving, saving so that, you know, what I wanted, I could buy outright. And I wasn't put into that, like, you know, debt system. Depending on the system, yeah, yeah. So I am, um, so I've been that way since, you know, my 20s. But like, you know, when you hear of all these people that suddenly have had their minds opened up the last three years, I think, you know, this is in a way a blessing that we can see you know everything that they're trying to do to us and we can see it all now like laid out in front of us and we all have the choice because there's plenty of us if we you know if we all get together there's plenty of us um so i don't you know i i don't see it as i think if we stick together it's not going to be the doom and gloom that they they would want it to be for us I agree. Fantastic words. <laughs> yeah, I think they actually overplayed their hand a little bit and didn't expect the the pushback that they got. And, you know, the, the thing about change is people are OK with change, but they're not OK with resisting change. Like they don't want to be made to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I think when they started pushing and trying to say you have to do this or you lose your job or you have to do this yeah. and you can't mow the lawn and you can't, you know, I'll get go to the store without this thing and all of that is like, I think that's where, you know, but in, on the, on the other side of that, they're also doing weird stuff where they're trying to make it like, you know, and they did this with paying people to do it and stuff like yeah. that. But I see at the airports now, I was just with my daughter. I travel a lot. I know you guys travel a lot, but um, there used to be a TSA line where you could go like quick check or whatever, pre-check and you paid and you filled out a form. And I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to get, to get it. I mean, besides the act of going and getting, paying for it and doing it and that line, you could get in faster. Um, and so it was appeasing. Like if you would go up to the thing, you see this long line, you know, 18 miles back. And then this line was really short. So all you had to do is pay to get in. Well, now everyone's paid to get in. And they have this other line. So they have the regular line, the TSA, and then they have the new line, which is the I thing. And people, that line is really, really short. The TSI line is super long. The other one's super long. And so again, it's like putting it in their mind, like, well, if I do this and I could jump over here and it's making it like they want to do it instead of just forcing us to get all of our information yeah. from, our, from our people or whatever. But my, my daughter was with me and she was like, oh, that's so cool. Are we going to do the eye things? And then she kind of looked at me. She goes, it sounds like something you would be against. And I was like, you are so right. You know, but um, but anyway, that's a whole different subject. But 
I mean, I think what, if they had, they pushed too hard by pushing instead of inviting, you mm -hmm. know, by making all these mandatory things. And I think that was a wake up for even a lot of the people in the medical and like really across the board with everything. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, how can we find you? Like, how can people find you and be encouraged by your work and everything that you're doing? Um, thank you again for being with us. But any final words and then just tell people where we can find you. And um, you're well, just such a delight. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, um, you can find me on, I'm on Twitter a lot. So Leilani Dowding on Twitter. Um, I can't use my name on Instagram because they hate me. <laughs> so it's my half of my first name so lani and then dowd half of my last name so it's like my full name on twitter but lani dowd on instagram i was wondering why that was like that now yeah that was, yeah okay. no, they, they they took me down and i was you know what i wasn't even um you know what it is funny when they took me down they took they didn't take me down when i was necessarily shouting about stuff they took me down when i was showing people like how to get around things. Hey, I'm gonna to go to the supermarket day and I'm gonna show you how to go shopping without wearing a mask. <laughs> or you know what, today we're banned from sitting, in, in England, the UK, we were banned from sitting on um, public benches. Park benches, yeah, um, yeah. And you couldn't sit on a park bench, definitely not with a coffee. You weren't allowed to take a hot drink with you. So I think I posted things like me sitting on park benches with a coffee with my sister saying, look, like, this is how easy it is. You sit on the park bench and you drink your coffee and you don't live in fear about it. And then I have people like tagging the Staffordshire police and I'm like, guys, like they don't even come out for car crime. They, if your, your van and your tools get robbed, they don't even care. So you think they're going to come out really because I'm sitting on a bench. Anyway, that was when I got taken down because <laughs> I think I made it too easy to show people like how you just say no. And so that's the thing that, uh, that I guess that's my last words. Just like learn how to say no. <laughs> it's like the old drugs thing, isn't it? They, they used to teach you no. When we were kids, yeah. yeah. Said, Let's do the opposite. Let's give you a burger and you damn well say yes. But yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again. And Craig, I know you, where can we find you? I know you're all over the place too. I am all over the place at the minute. Um, to those that don't know, I play drums in two bands, uh, Nth Ascension, and I'm actually touring the UK this year uh, with a band called Ten and uh, Gary Hughes. Um, so we're all over. Uh, check check out the websites. Um, in fact, you mentioned Taylor Swift before. So we're playing in Edinburgh on the night Taylor Swift playing in Edinburgh. And all the hotels have just quadrupled in price, oh. which is a complete nightmare. But anyway, um, yeah, so check out those dates. I'm on the usual socials, uh, Craig Martin Walker on Facebook. I'm on Twitter as well, Craig Walker. Um, yeah, just I like to connect with people. And uh, yeah, and Leilani, thank you so much for joining us. It's, uh, it's a thank real honor. Thank you. thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, guys, for being with us. We are here every week and we love being with you guys. And again, go to my website. You can go to drshornell.com. I have lots of different services there for biofeedback. I can do all that remote. Um, I have my crystal cards, all my books, lots of classes and different things there. And just you'll see us here every week, but I'm on all the channels and all the Instagram and now TikTok, I guess. But um, 
you guys have a great day. We love you and we thank you and send lots of love to this lady as she goes out in the world and rub shoulders with all these other people that she can impact and ignite to love and ignite to light. And you guys keep her in prayer and send her good vibes as she's doing all the things that she does. And this cruise, I just really think that's going to be big. I really think that's going to, that's going to really put some things together and you're going to meet some really cool people and it's going to, it's going to bring you to some other things. So I'm glad you're doing this and I just appreciate you so much. I hope we can keep in touch and Definitely. take care. Yes, ma'am. Thank, you. Thank okay. you. Bye guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.